Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. This is December 9th. This is your AEW post-show. Hold on. We got the distraction logo up there. Let's get the hell rid of that. Y'all can check that out Tuesdays and Thursdays. Jeremy Lambert, Joe Holbert. Uh, I've been informed that if there are enough Super Chats on Thursday that Jeremy Lambert will do the Bobby Lashley hamstring pose for everybody. So uh, that's something to tune into. My God. Also something to tune into this week. I'm dropping an interview with EC3 on Friday. It is a very candid one. He talks about concussions. He talks about the John Moxley interview, uh, how he felt about that. A lot of stuff there. He talks about really his contract status with ROH and Impact and the talks there. But you know what? That's Friday. We're talking to Robert DeFelice tonight. Yes, there is a typo on his Twitter handle. He is there not a is. he is not a DeFelice. He is a dude, Felice. Yes, but here I am anyway, even though I apparently am a doof. But here we go. It's Wednesday. It can't be worse than whatever MJF is going to say when he reviews this show. I know. Alex Pawlowski, the darling of the AEW locker room, I'm sure. How are you? All the time. Uh, yes, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing well. This is a new entrant into the festive hat. It's a good situation one. this year. It's a good it's a, one. It's uh, Santa's going down head first into the chimney, but I have to like put my head way down so you can see the whole. So I'm not going to do that for the rest of the show. But but I'm excited to talk about uh, stuff that doesn't suck because normally that's what I what I've made my bones in. Hey, a, at least you don't have about... Santa coming down the chimney on your pants. That would. That's that's true. That, uh, that, that could would be, be a lot worse. Leave a thumbs up, guys. Subscribe. Tap the bell for notifications. Can't tell you how much that helps. But if you want your question or statement read on the air, donate a super chat. We will read it on the air. We will answer it on the air. And we will all have a good time. Uh, there is still time right now. If you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, filming my Q&A show probably tomorrow. I was going to do it tonight. I'll probably wait till tomorrow afternoon. Uh, you can get your questions in there. You can ask me really about anything. But let's go ahead and get into AEW NXT. Let's talk. Let's talk some AEW first. Quite frankly, 
it does better numbers, so that's what we're going to talk about first. All right. That's why we're here. My God. Robert, what did you think of this AEW Dynamite? Uh, There's no way it was going to touch last week's. Last mm-hmm. week's was a firecracker. But this was good. Everything is going in the right direction, and we learned of three new holiday shows, some of which yes. will fall right on the same days as other major events from MLW and NXT. So fun. We were just talking about that in the staff chat. That is a psychotic week. Like, we're all looking at the schedule, and quite frankly, Christmas Eve, Christmas, looking like pretty easy days. Quite frankly, any SmackDown, that's a one-article show uh, to begin with. So, I mean, we're going to have a pretty quiet weekend from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Robert, it heats up after that. Yeah, it really (laughs) does. We got Monday Night Raw. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom 1 and 2, New Year's Dash, MLW King of Coliseum, New Year's Evil, and New Year's Smash Part 2. So, let's have fun. I'm going to need some help with some transcriptions, because I'm probably going to get a lot of interviews leading into that show. Keep it locked at Fightful.com, guys. But let's go ahead and and talk about Hybrid 2 and Young Bucks. This is a non-title match, but if Hybrid 2 won, they get a title match. That's what the Young Bucks said. I like that a lot more than just implying that would happen robert yeah and i fell for the trope i thought okay this is the setup they'll get the win and the young bucks will have to defend and the young bucks ended up beating them in a very good match banger opener tag team wrestling at its finest is alive in aew and quite frankly i'm surprised that they went with the young bucks over the hybrid too i thought they were finally starting to push th2 and to be honest, the Young Bucks should win. I, I like TH2, Jack Evans, very influential in, in my taste of wrestling, to be quite frank. Alex, I, I mean, we, we've spoken at length. We were, yeah. especially Lucha Underground Season 1, yeah. fr- at, at one point, I thought that Ivelisse and Helico and Son of Havoc were just one of the best storylines, yeah. things going. But I mean, I think the Young Bucks probably should be winning this. Yeah, they should be. I mean, you, you, there there exists the potential to build TH2 into something where beating the Young Bucks wouldn't seem out of character for them. Sure. But that hasn't been the case, uh, at least on Dynamite. I know they've had mo- many more matches on Dark. But, um, yeah, they shouldn't be winning this match now. But get have them beat other people. Have them pull out a surprise victory over FTR while FTRs, you know, saying we're still the best tag team in the world and we don't do flippy shit, yes. but the guys who, the guys who do beat them in some kind of crazy thing, all of a sudden now, now they deserve a title shot versus the young bucks. And maybe it wouldn't be out of character for them to actually pull it off. Uh, we got plenty of tag team news to talk about. And yes, this will shift our little cute frame that we have whenever I post these, but acclaim versus SCU next week. Happy acclaim boys. Let me tell you how happy I am for the acclaimed. If you guys go back, just type in Anthony Bowens in our search bar. I did a long-form feature on this guy. WrestleMania week of last year, not 2020, 2019, when there was a lot of uh, discussion about inclusion on the the AEW roster, I hit up multiple EVPs, and I said, you should probably take a look at this guy. Anthony Bowens is real good. He's got everything you could possibly want. Uh, I'm I'm very excited to see him doing well, and... He is great with Max Caster, and I think it, it speaks a lot to Tony Khan's vision that they didn't even know that they were going to be a team, but he saw them, and it, it worked out. Uh, Young Bucks and Hybrid 2, good match. You all should watch it. 
But while we're talking about tag team wrestling, let's talk about the ass-beating that FTR decided to put on Brian Pillman specifically tonight. Yeah. They lit that boy up. My God. Um, he, th- th- Yeah, this was a very physical match, Robert. Yeah, I was rather surprised that Griff Garrison ended up looking like the better of the two varsity blondes. I don't know if this is just me being presumptuous, but I'm guessing that's because you can do more with Griff Garrison as he is not signed to a contract with another promotion. Yes. But Griff Garrison looked great. Pillman Jr. took an ass with him. Uh, they won with the Goodnight Express, which I think is a first for them in quite some time because they've been winning with the Mindbreaker. But Brian Pillman Jr., he's got that early flying Brian, I can get my ass kicked and come back for more. But I like the Varsity Blondes, and I'm thinking they'll be champions within the next year and a half or so. Yeah, and uh, as you mentioned, uh, Brian is under a contract until July of 2021. So he's he'll be able to pop up on, on AEW, which it is miraculously almost hilarious how those MLW contracts were set up. Instead of just writing, you can't appear on cable television for another wrestling company. Apparently, they were listed as, you can't appear for this company, this company, this company. But AEW just didn't exist yet. So, mm-hmm. they're able to do it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but Evan Wright said, pop so hard for that Griff double spear so- spot. I love them using um, the, gosh, I can't even remember the new name for the Shatter Machine. Um, the Goodnight Express. The Goodnight Express. I love them using that. Because it, it switches it up. It shows you that it is still a finisher. But I like this. This was a different kind of match than what we usually see on Wednesdays. And I think it's a good thing. I, I think it's a good different that we saw here. And Brian Pillman is probably going to have to take some of these beatings here and there. But um, if he's willing to learn and, and adapt and improve and take it, then I'm sure he's going to do really awesome things. I mean, he's obviously very physically gifted. Uh, he's got incredible genetics. He's... He went and trained under Lance Storm. He's doing the stuff. Um, Jordan Hanley says, AEW doesn't seem like the kind of company that's going to have their champs picking up random losses to set up a number one contender. That's what I like, Robert. I don't need to I don't need to see Naya and Shayna losing twice before the title match. I agree. And it seems like over the last couple of weeks they've figured out their ranking system and their championship system, and it's working a lot better. Yep, uh, I thought this was some some really good tag team wrestling to sort of launch this show. Uh, we see Darby Allen uh, <laughs> seeing images of different drawings, and he sees one of Brian Cage and calls him a puppet. He sees one of Sting, and he just smiles. Well, that goes to our Sting segment. and Which was actually a Cody segment that wasn't announced, which was interesting. They did that more than once tonight. Yes, but I got to say, Sting can still cut a promo. My God, honestly, probably his best promo that I remember since probably WCW, and I don't remember a ton of great ones there, but I thought this was really good, Robert. Yeah, this was the highlight of the show for me. Sting still feels like Sting. It's sad that, you know, Sting is the biggest star on the show, but he is, and he delivers exactly the way he needs to. Very touching moment with Tony Schiavone where yeah. he got Tony to say it's Sting in front of him, and he Sting chanted, this is awesome. 
Cody watched on like a gleeful child and then said, I've been waiting for a long time to share a ring with you. And Sting kind of said, yeah, not yet. I'm here for him. And pointed at Darby. Alex, were you a wrestling fan towards the end of WCW? Yeah, no, absolutely. Okay. Like the, the, yeah, the Sting coming out with the crow, all that stuff. Well, yes. Be, sure. Beyond that. Like, I yes. know that you remember yeah. Yeah. all the flack that Tony Schiavone got. Yes. We did not know how good we had it. No, we, we had no idea how no. good we had it in comparison no. to the commentary, the super scripted, the oh, 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 raw rolls on that we would get over the next yeah. 20 years. Like we yeah. did not know how good we had it. But then again, what we had up against it was a young, eager Michael Cole and Jim Ross in his prime. Like yeah. that's what was up against it. Oh, and on the other channel, Joey Styles doing everything by himself and Don Callis trying to prove that he was going to pull his weight on the mic as well. Like Tony Schiavone had some very, very stiff competition, but God damn, it was good to see this. Yeah. Uh, and I know that you saw the line on impact last night. You tweeted about it. That was fantastic. Yeah, no, it was, it's great. I mean, that's the thing is like, we didn't know how good we had it. Um, but I mean, really it's, it's just too bad. that impact drove, Tony Schiavone out of the business for damn near two decades. Yes. They drove him into the arms of Starbucks yes. where he worked to get, and also doing minor league baseball because he's <laughs> just like, you know what? I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Um, uh, but I, I, I really loved this segment and I loved the, the casual dismissiveness of cozy by, by stings like, yeah, Hey, cool. It's, it's good to be here, but uh, I'm not, I'm not here for you. Yes. You know, like just that, like, like the idea of like, I, I think the implied reaction in Cody's face to that line was, but this is my show. Yes. Everyone is here for me. You may not know it yet, but you're here because I let you come here. Like that kind of a thing. That's, that's Cody's just, all it takes is like, seriously, just, just a flick of a switch and a few more degrees, and he's super heel running the like the guy in charge of the thing. Like it's so right there for Cody. What Robert I, brought up last week, it's been gaining steam on yeah. on really all of our shows over the last yeah. week. Cody, like in a flare moment, it seems like could could turn that up. Yeah, I I love uh, I I also loved uh, see around kid. Oh yeah, and 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 Cody tweeting about that. I'm like, well, he's damn near three decades older than you so 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 i mean i don't know what you think you would say like my when my 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 grandparents used to refer to dudes in their 50s as what a nice young man you know what i mean like so it's it all depends on on the age difference i mean i'm i'm cody's age and the first piece of wrestling merchandise i ever got was a sting baseball glove for the love of god like uh but robert it seems like a lot of what you mentioned last week is starting to manifest itself, and I'm down. Like I always say, predictable isn't bad if it's good. Right, and Cody has been waiting to turn into this yeah. shit bag. I am the owner. I run this. I left the other place because I wanted to be the machine. He's allowing Kenny that spotlight right now, but I love the dismissiveness. My favorite Kevin Nash quote of all time is when he's referencing Undertaker talking to Bret Hart and he just says, motherfucker, not everything is about you. And that is exactly what Sting did to Cody Rhodes. And 
it's all about Darby. And I think at some point, Arn and Tully are going to get together. And then all of a sudden, we're going to have a four horsemen on our hands with Cody and FDR and so, someone else. Sting did mention specifically, he's like, something feels very familiar about this. And then you see Darby, face paint, rafters, relatively speaking, TNT logo over his shoulder on that belt. They don't treat us like like we don't know. They don't treat us like... We see the the similarities, and I, I like it. They reference this stuff. We see Aaron Solo later on in this show. I fully believe that if Aaron Solo gets involved in something, we're going to see some references to who he's with in his personal life. Like, we're going to see that. Yeah. We're going to see him reference. And knowing AEW, they'll probably do a thing where he's like, you know what? I'm written off a lot because of how famous Bailey is. Like, they're not going to insult us. And that's something that I, I really appreciate. Tay Boogie says, ever since Halloween Havoc, I swear we don't deserve... Wednesday night wrestling. No, we do. We do. We don't, what we don't deserve is what happens on Mondays. <laughs> They've trained us to think yes. that this is something exceptional. Like it's out of the realm of possibility that you could have two great, like good to great wrestling shows. Occasionally you'll have a week where one of them is just out of the park. Great. Like last week with AEW, but that should be the norm yes. as opposed to, two nights a week of absolute toilet fires like we don't why is that normal like my my wife watches these shows and she constantly says she's like i don't hear you say this a lot and i'm like what and she goes you'll just say aew is so good and i'm like i'm really not used to it especially i've been covering wrestling since 2010 it ain't been that good consistently yeah and this is probably Maybe the longest stretch of consistently good tele- for one television program that I've been able to see since I've covered wrestling. Now, there were some really good stretches throughout there. I mean, TNA had some real good stuff. Ring of Honor had some real good stuff. New Japan, yes, but they're not on a regular TV schedule. Uh, otherwise, it's like, all right, the last eight years of New Japan have been really good. But my God, man. Uh, th- we do deserve this. We deserve all this stuff. Uh, we have another super chat. Doggle Snake says, "Love that Stang." Yes. David Dickers, our dude, says, "Have some Dutch money as I try to fall asleep again." But at least both shows seem decent. At the least, have a good one. Why? Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Get those super chats in, guys. Thank you so much. This guy says, "Throwing New Japan under the bus." Did did you not listen? Did you not just listen to what I just said? My God. And also, if you're looking for like backstage segments and all that, that's not what this is. New Japan is not a weekly television model. That's like, listen to what I say. I said, consistent weekly television show. That's not New Japan. Different one. Um waiting for that 10 years of SRS and wrestling media anniversary show. Well, that would have been about a year ago. I started January 4th, 2010. So it'll be about 11 years. <sighs> I thought a pretty good use of sting, uh, all altogether. I thought it was really good. And, um, we see Taz addressing sting. Just a whole lot of people cutting good promos. I do want an explanation of why hook is training with Taz. Now, besides the fact that it's his dad, that was a whole big thing was that Hook was training with Cody, Robert. 
I guess uh, Taz just gave him the old Brooklyn, hey, I'm your father, you listen to me, you train with me now, you train with these guys, that's it. <laughs> but I, I do hope that there's something, even if it's a one-off match, that, that leads to something. I need that. I need that explanation, especially from this company. After yeah, the F- I think Hook, it seems like that happened out of the blue. I wish there was more of a buildup, like we had seen him uh, backstage or something. But I think we'll get there relatively by revolution, you know? Uh, we also see a tease, by the way, FTR, Jurassic Express, sign me up. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Oh, this Dark Order stuff. It was just all so good. <laughs> Adam Hangman Page at the bar. <laughs> they are getting their money's worth out of that bar. Uh, they, they really are. And he's told, oh, you got a six-man tag, but you don't have any partners. And you got John Silver and Alex Reynolds popping up with cowboy hats. They want to be his partners. He's like, all right, I guess. Robert, these two have really good comedic timing, and so does Paige. Paige, low-key, one of the funniest dudes in in wrestling. When I think it was Jeremy interviewed him, and he mentioned, hey, man, you got you got a pay-per-view named after like a phrase you used on BTE for a while. And he's like, yeah, what I wanted them to do was to make my ass with chaps the set, and everybody just comes out from between my ass cheeks. I was like, oh, my God. The, guy, the guy's so, so funny. This is good stuff. That's the kind of magic that we might see when the pandemic is over, you know? <laughs> uh, it's just not realistic I, during the pandemic. Too many variables. No, no way. And I, I think this was a great segment. I laughed at the fact that they've been sitting there for seven days. I mean, poor guys haven't showered. They've just been behind this bar waiting for this moment. Uh, Hangman would be a good addition to the Dark Order, especially now as they haven't had Brody. They mm-hmm. could use a top guy to fill in for Brody for a while. Brian Heath says Hangman's shirt was fantastic. They always are. They always are. But let's talk about this. Uh, well, really, Dustin Rhodes beats 10 of the Dark Order. We don't got to talk a lot about that. He's still very good uh, in the ring. We've got uh, Aaron Solo, as we mentioned, shoving 10. So it looks like there might be something there. But I love the follow-up. Evil Uno is out there, and he's kind of taking the lead again. And they number the people in the Dark Order, in case you guys didn't know. And he requests that Dustin Rhodes take his rightful place as seven. Alex, this is good long-term stuff here. <laughs> That's as long-term as it gets, Yes. Man. That's 20 damn years. Uh, I, uh, I, Yeah, that was so great. I was so... And honestly, it was one of those things where I was like... Well, that's interesting. They already have a tent. Oh, yes. Oh, I get it. Uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm. Think about where we were at the beginning of AEW with the Dark Order, like what that was. Like every time they were on TV, we were like, yeah. "Oh, not this shit again." And then they went to that weird place where they were actually actively a cult recruiting people with weird videos, and then that went away. And all of a sudden, now it's like, "Hey, Dark Order's on." <laughs> They're, you know, like it's like they're this a thing fun like social club to. now. <laughs> there isn't fun social club. Uh, for those who don't know the reference, when Dustin Rhodes went from WWF to WCW, I think ninety nine two thousand. I know a lot of you, quite frankly, it's before your time. Yeah. They had him do a very kind of like a Dark Order Gold Dust hybrid character. It was very different though, and they they named it Seven, and then he did a shoot promo shoot promo shoot, shoot where he promo. abandoned it 
Robert, I thought this was good stuff. See, now, I've always heard that the reason Seven was told is because the Turner Networks kind of said, hey, these promos are a little suggestive and we're going to stop them. I think, long-term booking, the Turner Networks just saw 20 years down the line and said, (laughs) we can do this later. Yes. Uh, But yeah, they they did. It was based on, I think, um, gosh, was it Dark City? Was that the movie that it was based on? Yeah, it looked, well, I mean, certainly the look was, yeah taken directly out of it i don't know if the the character was based on it but the look was right out of dark city yeah but i thought this is just like this is one of those things that you mention like half-heartedly on a podcast and they're like oh no we're gonna do it and it ends up being really good (laughs) ends up being great uh tony shivani with brandy Rhodes. shaq is across from her shaq seemed really natural he was like, listen, I love Jade Cargill. I hope she does really good things. I don't like what she did to you, Brandy. I like you. I was just trolling on the internet, talking some shit. And he, like, Shaq was just like, I'm an internet troll. I got a lot of free time. What do you want from me? I mean, he seemed like a normal human being. He wasn't out there being like, and just so you know, I'm going to beat Cody Rhodes. One, two, three, in the middle of the ring. Like, he wasn't acting, like, ridiculous. He acted like a normal human being, Robert. And Brandy was being normal for a while until she just, still until she snapped. How'd you feel about this one? I did. This is the one that was a miss for me. Largely because when they announced that it would be Tony interviewing Shaq, I don't think that they had mentioned Brandy would be there. And then Brandy's there, and suddenly, like, this is another attempt at making Brandy a thing. And I feel like this is like the fourth or fifth character shift Brandy has gone through. Yeah. And she called Shaq an overgrown asshole and threw a drink on him. I thought it was good, but it wasn't for me. It was a miss just because I don't think that we need another storyline that kind of morphs into Brandy mode. Yeah. It does seem like we get a lot of, a lot of shifts in her character, Alex. Yeah, it it does. I I appreciate this one the most, though. Like that promo she cut to Jade Cargill's face was legendary to me. Like that was yeah. awesome. I love that. And if we if that's the if that's the brand you were getting for this and then beyond, I'm totally fine with it. Like pissed off mama bear, you don't mess with with my people on this show. I think that's a that's a cool thing. I I wanted like Shaq's take to directly to the camera. After he got the water thrown on him, was just great. He was like, "Oh, water!" He looks at the camera and goes, "Doo doo doo!" Like it's just <laughs> like this great, like womp womp. There needed to be like a sad trombone playing under his little take to the camera. So uh, after that, yeah, we later on we see the women break out in a big brawl backstage. Hope it goes somewhere. I don't want this to turn into uh, TNA 2010, where that's all they did was oh brawl backstage, brawl backstage. Like I, I got to see some more of Eva Lee on TV besides her just fighting somebody backstage. She's really good in the ring. Let's see more of that. Let's see some more women's matches. Let's see s- more than one. More than one's fine. Do it. Um, but Robert, how how'd you feel about how all this kind of wrapped up with Jade and Nyla backstage? The thing is, if you're going to go this route again, you have to pay it off. Because every time they try to wrap up the second women's story around the Brandy thing, it drops suddenly and then 
all of these women are once again left without direction. This week you added Ivelisse and Diamante to the mix. There's a Serena back there. Where is it going? Is it going to be like a six-woman tag? What are we doing here? I'm not really getting a sense of direction. I'm just getting chaos. But hey, there's more women on screen, so it's good. Yeah, I got somebody saying three matches happened last week. Cool, motherfucker. Do more every Do week. Again. Like what? Here's your three, sir. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you like that? Do you like this'll, your three? This will tide you over until January. Yes. Take your crumbs. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Evan Wright says, Diamante and Ivelisse against Swollen Deeb next week. That's going to be real good. That's going to be, be good. Yeah, real be good. good. Kane Horn says, I'm rolling at the SR Shaq impersonation. I want to see Charles Barkley roast Shaq on yes. inside. That's what I that's what I come to see. That's what I want to see uh, when I watch those. We got the inner circle. Jericho takes the microphone, looks at the crowd, and says, this might be the last time the fans see the group. He says that uh, Santana is so pissed off he's not even there, but... Uh, MJF makes it clear he wanted to join this group. He wants to be a part of this group, and we'll do what it takes to be in it. And he wants to shake uh, Sammy's hand. I love that Ortiz got time to talk on the mic here, and he rocked it, Robert. He was awesome. Yeah, it made it feel like a group decision where he said, you know, I've had time to think about this. Actually, Santana put me onto this. They need We need them. They're good for the group, and I get it. We don't want them. We don't like them. But you need to shake his hand and get this over with so that we can go back to dominating. This made sense. Yeah, it made a lot of sense. And he he threw in the little line, like, you're better than him and you know it. And MJF's reaction to that was really, really smooth. Like, it was just so nonchalant. Like, I don't even know if he knew it was coming. So whether he did or not, good reaction there. And the Hager-Wardlow stuff. God, like this is some of the best stuff Hager's ever done, Robert. He says, I got a question. Why does this guy always stare at me? And they're like, you both stare at each other. And Hager says, and I quote, I can stop staring anytime I want to. (laughs) Well, this is the best. That's that's what an addict always says, Jake. It's what an addict always says. This is the most entertaining Hager has been since he drug Rey Mysterio down the hall in an ankle lock. And that was 10 years ago, so it's long overdue. This was the funniest thing where they're just going back and forth. You're creeping me out. No, you're creeping me out. Just thought it was great. This is just really good. I, I enjoyed it. And then they're like looking at each other out of the corner of their eyes the entire time. Fantastic. Really good stuff. Uh, and they, they all put the middle finger in the middle I like this a whole lot. It's got a shelf life. I don't know who's going first, but it's clear the inner circle might be coming to an end or at least coming to another shift really soon. Yes. Uh, we get Abaddon, Tesha Price. Abaddon wins. We get the, the full the full presentation of her. I got to say her leg trip, the STO, very good. Uh, not Not easy to make that look good all the time. But uh, how'd you feel about this, Rob? I thought Abaddon's a fun character. I think it was back in August or September that Jericho said, oh, she's going to be a big player for us. And then we didn't see her for a while. I know that she's just another challenger for Sheeta to beat, or at least that's the way I feel that it's going to. So I'm not fully invested yet. But This was 
a good first step because she is something different that this division desperately needs. Yeah. Uh, we also saw uh, Lance Archer, Lucha Brothers, dropping one to Eddie Kingston, Butcher, and The Blade. How'd you feel about this one? And no, no pack tonight. Yeah, and that was the biggest miss for me is that where's pack? And now Archer is suddenly just like, yeah, I'll tag with these guys because I just kind of float in the middle here. This has been a really weird story where they got a lot of moving parts and it's they're all good characters, but they need, again, it's distinct direction. And I just didn't feel like any of these characters had that tonight. Although Butcher and Blade getting a win, I guess is good for them. I'm still shocked that they lost a big match to Natural Nightmares and then just suddenly started winning out of the blue. But if it gets more tag teams in the race, I'm all for it. We got some super chats. Send those in, guys. The Hebekin says, need to see Tasha Steeles and Kier Hogan in AEW. I would love to see them in AEW. I think Kier Hogan is really, really underrated. Chris Rain says, I love that setup from Abaddon. She seems to get it for really young in her career, Alex. Yeah, she's, she's uh, I mean, this gimmick I'm sure isn't for everybody, but she is fully committed to every inch of this thing. Like the makeup, like everyone, oh, I put on scary makeup, like this with the contacts and everything, like everything, it just looks, oh, her whole presentation crawling out to the ring, the 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 setup, like the, the setup from, from, from being dead, all that stuff. Like if you're going to do it, like full on do it. Like no half measures when you're playing a character like this. You cannot half-ass a zombie chick. You can't half-ass that. You have to go all the way and she's doing that. So credit to her for that. I'm, I, I I agree with you, Robert. I don't think there's a chance in hell she wins the title. So it so so what then? Like what then for Sheeta and what then for Abaddon? So we'll, we'll figure out when when we come to that. But right now she's doing what she's doing very well. I'm going to ask you point blank, Sean. Do you know of any reason that they're just forever holding off with Baker? Because this seems like it's Baker's title. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, she's clear to wrestle. She's good to go. I have no idea. I have asked. I haven't been given an answer. Uh, I can't wait until she finally gets that title. And then maybe the interest in the division peaks. Yeah, I, I hope so. I really, really hope so. So after this, we do have a Karushita coming out. And doing, bringing out the the kendo stick. What do you see out of that? Like, do you see anything particular, like that, that checks any boxes for you? Because to me, it's like okay, somebody that Abaddon's going to beat. Yeah, she was scared last week. You know, this week she seemed a little more confident. I'm not feeling it, but I'm always willing to give this division in particular the benefit of the doubt, just because they need time to grow. I'm just getting a little more impatient with each passing week. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Omega, Don Callis, they arrived via helicopter, but uh, the sad reality is that they, they said the same thing that they said last night, pretty much. I mean, I didn't see a, a lot different on Kenny's part. Callis did speak directly to Tony Khan, but uh, I don't want to know if it's a sad reality. I know a lot of people bitch about that, but um, it, it seemed very reminiscent of yesterday, but how how did this one do for you, Robert? Yeah, so if they're just going to keep cutting the same promo over and over, I'm already a little sour on it. I don't want it to be the same. Hey, you know, this is better than the Montreal thing. And I like Callis. 
I don't know if Callus is as big of a deal as they're trying to yeah. make him seem. And that's not a knock, right? It's just not everybody knows the Jackal and, uh, oh, he was such a big force in Canada. And that's great. But I'm not sure this is what people wanted from the cleaner. But if it means a lot to them, I'm sure it will shine through eventually. And they keep teasing. Well, the next big thing is coming. And I saw, I got this in a chat of where's the big surprise that Kenny was talking about. The surprise was the helicopter. Yes. But, oh, he did Luger. the Lex Luger coming down to the USS Intrepid. Uh, look, I came on a helicopter. I think at some point by New Year's Smash, we'll get another uh, impact guy. Maybe Sammy Callahan. I don't know. But we just got to see how this plays out. Yeah, um, we, I, 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 want, I want them to, to bring out a boat. Not, not, not necessarily a huge boat, but a decent-sized boat. So I'm sure the cons own a yacht. Um, and I want him to body slam Michael Nakazawa, just like it was like, <laughs> like, like Luger body slammed Yokozuna. Just but 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 do the the exact same sequence where he like struggles to get him up and then finally does it, and he's posing in his his American flag hammer pants. I want the whole thing. If you're gonna do it, do it. We had uh, the main event segment or the main event match: Orange Cassidy, MJF. But we do have a few super chats. Honest Man Dave says, any idea when Statlander will be back? Uh, No time soon. She tore her ACL. A lot of people are expecting her back in like, oh, a few months here, a few months. No, she tore her ACL in June, so she's out a while. Uh, Evan Wright says, Archer and Davey in this tag division would rule. Yeah, I mean, there's to me, like there were a lot of people saying, oh, well, maybe Davey to WWE. I don't know if he really enjoyed his time there uh, last go around. Robert, where do you think he ends up? So I can see him being loyal, right? So they did film stuff with him at Bloodsport, and he is supposed to do the stuff with his dad going to the Hall of Fame. And they're doing the icons on some of the mm-hmm. Hart family as well. Sure. But Davey Boy told me I interviewed him last year around Double or Nothing, and he said, Jim Ross wants me there now. Yeah. But I have some things to finish up. So I'm thinking he goes to AEW and I wouldn't be opposed as much as I like the blondes I'm not opposed to seeing the Hart Foundation in AEW yeah just minus Teddy obviously yeah Teddy can piss off uh Evan Wright says I have faith Hager versus Wardlow will be real good I have faith in about everything Wardlow does in the ring right now he's given me no reason to think any other otherwise I think he'd be good and why aren't they the tag team? They should be the tag team that's just ripping through the entire division of small flyer guys and yeah. they're just tossing them around. Eloquent says, Miro's outfit. Oh yeah. boy, let's get to it. So MJF effectively retains the the uh, ring, so to speak. He he has uh, defeated Orange Cassidy. Good match. A lot of smoke and mirrors. But I mean, these two, they can work a main event style match in their sleep. Orange Cassidy has such a natural babyface comeback, and he's so good at that. MJF took that beach break. <sighs> Perfect. It was awesome looking. How'd this one go for you as as it pertains to main event matches on Dynamite? Because I was like, okay, I like both of these guys, but considering the other stuff they had on the show, I thought they would close with something else. Then we got that finish. You know, you don't see a lot of homegrown talent in AEW getting the main event spotlight. This works because it was that. Uh, I thought Cassidy had beat him with the beach break because it was so convincing. Yeah. And I think one of my favorite spots of the year was 
MJF trying to do the Eddie Guerrero spot with Cassidy. Yeah, the because Cassidy is such a sloth and doesn't give a shit, he just doesn't grab the bat. Yes. That, that, fantastic. Um, a little too much moving parts here. I don't know that we needed Brandon Cutler. I don't know that we needed the blondes again. But it turned into a de facto lumberjack match. Miro comes out, wrecks shit off with uh, Cassidy, and then security guards later ends up helping MJF get the win. Great stuff. MJF gets to brag. I beat him clean and, you know, right in the middle. He keeps the ring. I think that works because I didn't want to see Cassidy act like he doesn't care about a ring for a year. Made no sense for the character. It'd be really and hard Miro, to jam that into his pockets, too. Yeah, I mean, really. Oversized. Just sat there, taking up room in the pockets. And Miro... Yep looks like a killer now and now he looks like a well-dressed killer at first with the gucci mickey mouse shirt and stuff i didn't know how to take it mm-hmm. if he's gonna keep killing people and just be a sharp dressed assassin i like this mirror i can get down with this mirror this mirror can stay yeah so uh mjf gets a big win and he says i did it clean in the middle of the ring uh orange cassidy doesn't get hurt at all by losing this but the thing is Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. MJF, I think, has to keep winning. You have to keep him at that level. You have to keep him at that level where he's going to win by hook or by crook. And that's the difference between AEW and WWE. WWE, it's like, well, he had his title match, 50-50 city. Mm-hmm. That's not AEW. And that's that's what I like. That's what I really like. And Miro throwing everybody around? Alex, it seemed like they were listening to what people wanted. Yeah, no, this is this is the Miro that we, we've been needing this whole yeah. time. Um, and yeah, and, and Tony Khan has announced on Twitter next week there's going to be a 14 man tag with the entire inner circle versus everybody who is backing up around Cassidy. So at least the brawl leads to a storyline. So uh, that's good. You know, I mean, you're going to have a de facto lumberjack match lead to a 14 man tag, which that ring is going to be crowded. I just imagine that that exists so that Brandon Cutler can take a lot of finishers and eat a pin. That's not a knock on him. It just seems like that's where they're going. With MJF, I like him a lot. It's clear that they have him in the inner circle to bide some time because every other belt is taken. 
but he's a guy who needs a belt because he's one of the very few homegrown talents right now who can elevate a championship. And I'm surprised that he's not in the TNT title picture or something to that effect. That was AEW Dynamite. My God, I thought that I thought that after last week, maybe we would be able to keep it to like 30 minutes. I thought we'd be able to even shave a few minutes off after that hour, but not so much. But you know what? You can shave your dirty pubes off when you use Manscaped.com. And not just that, now they're going to smell good. Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. They just released their new cologne scent. Get those stinky balls and that stinky body all fixed up. You, you want to smell good and feel good all over. You, you just, you just got to take care of yourself. And let's be real. Cody with that blonde hair, you know he's just going to bleed all over it. You do not want your balls to look like Cody Rhodes <laughs> in a main event match. You do not want it to happen. So use Manscaped. They didn't just stop with the the great trimmer that they have. Now they've got that cologne, the refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. This cologne is a perfect complement to your collection. It's light, approachable, and gentlemanly in all the right ways. It is your wingman for your wangman, or just for yourself. I just said wangman because it's it's penis-related. It's... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert, listen, this is calming and inviting. It's got a light citrus burst before settling into the anchoring notes <laughs> and woodsy masculine finish. 50 milliliters of this bad boy. It's even hypoallergenic. It's cruelty-free, dye-free, paraben-free, and 100% vegan. So you don't have to feel bad about smelling good, Alex. I, the last thing I want near my balls. Well, that's that's is, this is, is just, a light citrus burst. Let me, let me just tell you, this is for your body. This is not for your oh, nuts. Oh, thank God! I was hoping I was like I have never used ball cologne, but I I need to specify this. They got the ball deodorant. Okay, good. They got the ball deodorant for that. This is okay. cologne just for you. Good. Oh, just, thank God. No, Good. you're not putting any light citrus bursts next to your sack. I should have specified right. that. Right. Sorry, right. Manscaped. Thanks for renewing through the first quarter of 2021. Um, the beautifully designed glass bottle even makes a statement, and the manly scent is attractive to set the mood. Take it from the dong lord himself. Check out that perfect package 3.0. It's got your lawnmower 3.0 with the trimmer and crop formulations. And yes, I am talking about the ball deodorant and the toner to keep your testes at their besties. That was a line that they wrote, not me. (laughs) I got to give them credit. They do pretty good. They do pretty good. I usually like to just do my own thing, but I take some of their material. But you can get 20% off... Plus free shipping <laughs> with the code Fightful at Manscaped. So I'm going to give you guys a little backstage news here. They send me, and, and by far, Manscaped sends me the most ad reads. Out of no ad reads that I get do I ever actually take from them except Manscaped because they're so good. And they send them in bullet points. And I just want to say at the end of all this, they, it had one bullet point that says, it's time to feel sexy. 
it's time to feel sexy. Yeah. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL at Manscaped. Your balls, parentheses, and body will thank you. And that is trademarked. That That is a trademarked phrase. 20% off free shipping with the code FIGHTFUL at Manscaped.com. So glad to be working up these, uh, working with these guys. <sighs> the Habakkuk says, since they're doing the belt collector gimmick with Kenny, do you think he should face Nick Aldis for the NWA title? Yeah, I think he should win it too. He just should not lose it back to Kenny Ome- or to Nick Aldis. Uh, Rob, what do you think? Yeah, Nick Aldis has had enough time with that title. I like Nick Aldis. Like, don't get me wrong, he's been great for the NWA, but he's had that title enough, and at this point, it just feels stale like any of the momentum that they had going into all in before mm-hmm. is gone kenny should win that belt kenny and listen uh final resolution is this saturday kenny yeah. should challenge rohit and just take that exhibition title <laughs> and make it mean something <laughs> or dump it in the trash i don't know that, that belt needs to mean something and maybe it would if kenny had it on his shoulder i don't know Unfortunately, I can confirm they did not do that. They already taped that match. That is, that is a shame. Evan writes, his very underrated thing I found from Dynamite was Lee Johnson coming out with Dustin. Him playing the young boy to Dustin would do wonders for him. He already is. He is a member of the Nightmare family. He is like the Nightmare family's uh, young boy, effectively. And I think it's a good spot for him, Robert. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Aaron Solo pushing Preston Vance. Wouldn't mind seeing him get in the mix. You know, they could always use more talent that aren't part of the gun club. In the Nightmare family, so I'd be all for seeing Aaron Solo and some other people get picked up, but Lee Johnson is great. Yeah, we also have a super chat. Actually, this one is for uh, NXT, so we can go ahead and get into NXT. And this one will be, again, pretty short. Not as much stuff happened, but some stuff happened, including the old interrupting promo. Alex, I hate the interrupting promo. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I I hate it too. Um, it's it's a it. This is a you're in a a weird position with NXT because they 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 said we're gonna make Keith Lee the the double champ, explicably, and then immediately take the big one off of him in his match with with Cross. Cross happens to get injured. Okay, let's vacate the title. Uh, let's put it on Finn. And Finn's got the title for a bit. Then he gets to take over a match. He breaks his jaw. But we just vacated the title because of an injury before. Let's see if we can figure out a way to make this work while Finn's sucking smoothies with it through a straw. Um, and when he comes back, we'll figure out a way to get back to one. Um, and and it's worked somehow without Finn around because you could build to something like War Games where you don't really need the NXT championship match. But now he's back. Now we got all these guys, but now we don't know who's in line. So you got Pete Dunn comes out, and P- Pete Dunn versus Finn Balor is a match I'd be interested in. Sure, like that's 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 a cool thing. We've never seen that before. That's Him always hitting good. his finish on Killian Dane tonight. I was as he did it. I go, is that going to happen? Is that yeah. going to happen? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the other thing is we also got Pete Dunn coming out and delivering a promo, yeah. which is like, but it's like one of those things like you never hear him talk, but just the idea of like. You and I have a lot in common. Like that yeah. start starting out, I'm gonna challenge you. I'm a heel now, I'm gonna challenge you for the title with you and I have a lot in common is is a refreshing way of doing that. I like that. Kyle O'Reilly still thinks he's got a he's got claim to something. And Damian Priest gets to be, you know, the guy who 
And I honestly, as far as interrupting promos go, I didn't mind this one so much because we need to have figured out who the next challenger is. Yeah. And, and that was fine. Well, we'll talk about who I think it should be later. It's just WWE does this so many times, especially after pay-per-views. Oh, yeah. That I'm like, oh, it's yeah. pointless. And the guy who should be the top contender is guy who didn't lose the title, Karrion Cross, yeah. And Scarlett Bordeaux came out towards the end of this. Yeah. Uh, if nothing else, it at least got Carlos Toro to write two more articles <laughs> about... Carrying Cross's return tease, then Carrying Cross's return. I think we're yep. up to legitimately eight of those this year. Yeah, which is fantastic. But um, yeah, Balor, Balor at the top of the ramp saying, "You guys sorted it out. Whenever you guys figure out who's going to face me, whenever Regal says it's happened, I'll be waiting for you at, at New Year's Evil." I like. I that. thought that was good. And <laughs> and Carrying Cross music hit, and Scarlett Bordeaux comes out in a pleather cat suit with spikes on it. And I was like, oh, good. Scarlett got somehow more goth while yes. she was gone. That's good. Um, and she just stands there with spikes on her torso. It doesn't say anything. And I got people people all over Twitter going, wow, what a star. I'm like, okay, listen, she might be, but she's not doing any of yeah. that now. She's just standing there with spikes on her torso. That's it. So like, she may have potential to be there, but she's not doing it right now. Also, um, I just like Finn Balor saying, taking the month off. See you guys. Yeah. <laughs> See yeah. you guys in January. Yeah. And then, then priests calling her smoke show. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like basically like, oh, so you just decided to poke the bear was an interesting way. And I'm like, okay, so we knew at the, at that moment, priest and cross is going to happen. And my immediate reaction is that'll be a lot of fun. And it should be Damian Priest's last match in NXT. He should go up to the main roster where he'd be a natural fit and and do great stuff. I think Vince roster. would fall in love with him. Oh my god, like, he's a, he's a great promo. He's a big dude. He's athletic. Absolutely. My regret is that Vince McMahon found out who Baron Corbin was before he found out who Punishment <laughs> Martinez <laughs> so, was. That's so true. Because they're the same friggin' there's there's the one slot. You don't get to have two guys yes. on there. And and Damian Priest is just so much better. Yeah, so much better. I like Baron Corbin. But he is great value brand, Damian Priest. Yes, and I'm very excited to see what Baron Corbin does with Cutler and Blake. He needs yeah. freshened up really bad. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Taylor says, would you be interested in an all-women NXT show? A one-off? Yes. A one-hour show? Yes. A two-hour show? No. But they have enough talent to do a one-hour show. They do. Uh, we also, oh, no, that's for the main event, so I will save that. Get those super chats in, guys. Leave us a thumbs up. It really helps. Also, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. I have some exclusive news up there now on Big E's new theme. That was not a decision of his. The office wanted it to happen, and it was supposed to happen a long time ago. Find out more about that at FightfulSelect.com. Isaiah Scott, Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas wins. Isaiah Scott busting out those Prince Iakea special pants. Those capris, those capri tights are coming back, man. The only person I saw wear him for a decade was Manu from Legacy, and he didn't stick around very long. But now everybody's wearing him, Alex. Yeah, they are. It's a, it's a decent look for for uh, for Swerve. Swerve should have been cruiserweight champion by now. Yeah, like the the I was so excited for what for what they had available to them to do with Santos Escobar, and they did none of it. If, we were, like, we if, were if, all so excited. And they they flopped. They, they flopped. Com- they ha- they didn't do anything with them. Like it was like for for the for long stretches they weren't even on TV. And when they were, they weren't really doing anything in, 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 like uh, compelling. So 
if if that's the case, if you're not going to do anything with Santos Escobar, then the then the next guy in line's got to be Swerve Scott. Like I, I, it's weird to me that they had him have those matches. They were good matches, and they didn't put him over. And now he's like a a gatekeeper guy, like like pseudo turning heel because mm-hmm. Jake Atlas beat him. Like I I don't I don't feel like you can you can skip over Swerve to get to Jake Atlas. That's not the right order of the pecking order for me. And when I say they flopped, I mean creative flopped. I don't right, mean yeah. I don't mean Legado yeah. del Fantasma flopped. They were great, um, but yeah, I agree. Isaiah Scott he kind of exhausted his opportunities. And what do they do when you exhaust your opportunities? You either do nothing or you turn. Especially yep. in NXT, they love their turns in NXT. They don't yep. happen enough on the main roster. They happen too much in NXT. <laughs> it's true. Ah, Tay Boogie says, women's tag titles to NXT like yesterday. Oh, yes, please. Please. The the only issue that the women have in NXT, they can't stay healthy. Everybody's getting the shit beat yeah. out of them all the time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> war games will do that to you. Yeah. You get yeah. sent on from the top of a ladder with a chair on top of your arm. Another uh, sad story that we broke on FightfulSelect.com. Uh, Candice LeRae broke her arm. Rough times, but subscribe yeah. to FightfulSelect.com. Oh, so Tommaso Ciampa versus Cameron Grimes is such an NXT thing to do cold. Yeah. yeah. And they did it. And yeah. Ciampa won. And this comes after Sunday night. I thought that Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher rocked that shit. So good. Because they had an impossible task of mm-hmm. following that War Games match. And they're like, well, you know what? We got to be a different kind of violent. And they were. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to get into this match. Then it happened, and I was like, damn, I'm into it. And then that scene where one is sitting at one turnbuckle, one at the other, and they're just looking at each other. I don't know if they're going to hug, shake hands, or fight. And I love it. And tonight, it was the same thing. And I love not knowing this. Robert, I thought I think this is a good approach for these two. So, first of all, the match at War Games is the kind of match that if you watch will immediately put a hair on your chest. They had <laughs> yeah. such a rugged match. And I enjoy the story. I largely feel like Ciampa is the one of the main NXT people who has nothing left. Because if you're going to turn him face like they did, you're going to take away a lot of his edge. And he really should just go up to the main roster, especially the year that they weren't traveling since that That's was his was biggest saying. qualm. Like, I, I don't know. But here he is in NXT. He's got Thatcher. And I'm at least excited to see where they go through New Year's Evil. I still want Ciampa on the main roster in the Royal Rumble. So, Alex, that's the thing. He's like, oh, I don't want to go up to the main roster. If if I were them, I'd be like, listen, man, we're in Orlando for a while. Just do it. We can, We make the rules. We can send you back. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But he should have had a run on SmackDown or Raw while they were in Orlando. Now... Now, even they're in Tampa, so probably ain't doing it. But uh, I, I, the match was fine, but I'm really digging the Thatcher Champa stuff. Yeah, the the, the match uh, at War Games was 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 great, and and um, and yeah, I under I understand why you have Champa go over, but he's bulletproof. Yes, and Thatcher, like the only high profile victory I remember for for him was versus Matt Riddle in the fight pit in May, mm-hmm. and I can I can recall like half a dozen. Like like vict- like losses that I'm like well well that's that doesn't look good for him because the whole his whole deal is I know all the counters to all your moves and if that's your gimmick 
you can't lose all the matches. Yes. Like you, you got to figure out a way to like, fig- like surprise somebody where like a guy does a, th- does a thing to you that's never countered and you counter it and they're surprised and you win. That's, that's the guy we got to do. And, and I thought you might've done that versus Champa. I am intrigued by the storyline. Like this can continue for a while. I'm intrigued by it. I also love, well, I don't love Cameron Grimes, like having this match, like, like him losing his feud to the, to the serial killer didn't just happen a couple of days ago. Like he lost a strap match and like got put to sleep and like, I'm Cameron Grimes. I'm going to beat Tommaso Ciampa. Woohoo. Like, like does nothing actually have permanence to you? Like, I guess not, but, um, but him like taking, a uh, uh, Cameron Grimes kicked to the gut and just twisting the whole leg to like, like do make him do a flip and then just shrugging his shoulders and walking away as the guys grab at his knee. Like that's the kind of guy I want to see Timothy Thatcher be to everybody. He should win matches in 45 seconds because he knows how to hurt people. So I feel like a natural transition, a guy that I've been begging them to have manage Timothy Thatcher. We finally got Malcolm Bivens on TV. Yep. And I mean, I interviewed this guy before he was in WWE. Unfortunately, I don't get the opportunity to speak with him as much anymore because you don't want to get people in trouble, obviously. But this is a guy who was the best manager in wrestling on the indies and in Ring of Honor. He was a fantastic manager for Moose. He helped make Moose in ROH. He really did. And we're finally getting him talking. It's just him saying, gave you my card last week. Russ Taylor, I think that's his name now. Russ Taylor, Tyler Rust, Russ Tyler, Rusty Tyler. <laughs> Whatever it might be. Any any number of those combinations. But they're finally getting this guy on TV, Alex. This is long overdue. Oh, my yes, absolutely. And I I, I don't know anything about this uh, Rusty Tyler. Uh so I don't I don't I don't know if this is the guy for him to manage either. But um but the last one didn't work. So like, keep trying, keep trying, Malcolm, until you figure out a way to 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 be the guy who's right for it because he's he's a, a potential star as a manager and can make somebody else into a star. Yes. And and what you know what I mean? Like it's one of those things where we don't we see a lot of people who like I believe could be huge stars on the main roster and are are never utilized in that way. NXT is better about finding people's niches. But I'm not really sure uh, why Malcolm Bivens hasn't been a star yet. We see people like Ricochet who can do unbelievable things. Then when they get on the mic, they're like, well, uh, Kayla, I don't know if you believe in superheroes, but I sure do. And whether it's what they what's written or what they say, this guy, a guy like Ricochet, should talk. And I'm not talking about in in the manner that Malcolm Bivens says, but Malcolm Bivens speaks with such a supreme amount of confidence. Like, I gave you my card. It's time to talk. Ricochet should be like, you know what? I'm the baddest motherfucker around here. I am the baddest fucking dude around here. And he he doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. So we need Malcolm Bivens for stuff like that. We need him to speak for people because he's so good at it. And I hope they give him a real good chance. I hope they do. So my thing is, like, I don't think... Tyler Rust is the person. That's just sure. I, I, I'm not feeling it. Where is Bobby Tunde? Put Malcolm Bivens with Bobby Tunde. Let him be like the Bobby Heenan to the Andre. Put him with Swerve Scott. Let that be like the Bobby Heenan Mr. Perfect connection. You know, like there are things to do. It, it sure and... as hell wasn't uh, Indu Share. I know that no, much. No, it was not. 
That is dead, by the way, guys. For those of you asking, oh, is he going to bring them in? Oh, for real? Last I heard, that's dead. And, Uh, like, I know know Indu Share was a big, big, big uh, Matt Bloom project. Like, he really liked those guys, but they did not gain a lot of favor over the past six months. And not just just for that. Uh, From what I understand, going back to the firings, like, there were some things that were said among them that didn't exactly get them a lot of favor within the locker room. Man. Man. Million dollar arm, 10 cent in the ring. What a shame. (laughs) (laughs) So we get uh, grizzled young vets. These guys are so good. So good. If WWE misses on them, they deserve... They deserve it. They deserve it all. They're They're, just... they're a tag team, so of course they're going to miss yeah. on them. They're, they're a tag team. Like, they'll break them up in another eight months. But this this was a good match. I random. like it. Just a random-ass, triple-threat tag team match. Yeah. Cool. Give it to me. Grizzled Young Vets win. Cool. Give it to yeah. me. Yeah. I like them. Yeah, it was it was good because you had... Um, the, the, it, the whole thing set up by the past couple of weeks is that uh, Ever Rise is pissed off at these two guys uh, want, want to disrespect them. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. You know, you deserve it. But okay. Um, but uh, but then it's it's uh, Grizzly Young Vets and Imperium who really want to fight. And they're, and they're forced to also include, and like, like, it's like when your mom says, let your kid brother play with you. Just just do it. I know, I know, just do it. And so they have to let Ever Rise come into their match. Yeah. But they're always fighting each other and then trying to shit can Everrise, but Everrise is still seeing all the pinfalls. Like it's a really well thought out, put together tag team triple threat with each like team having a different role to play within it. I thought it was all really good. I honestly thought Everrise was going to steal the pin a couple of times, um, but the right team won. The right team took the pinfall, and we move on. And Grizzly Young Vets, as you say, are fantastic. Zaylee and Boa, uh, I did not dislike this one i was like all right they're either as mentioned getting tortured or they're training really hard okay like, yeah it's i mean it's it it this is the best of the things we've seen yes the best but, of I mean, the like terrible that, segments so that's far. not that's not uh really high praise yeah. but but i mean it's it, yes it's the it's the best so far and 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 now what if you do another one of these next week and another one of these the week after that. And by the time we're into mid-January, we're still doing these once a week. Then what? Like, that's my thing is I think you've done enough. We Now we know these guys are training really hard and the training is so hard they're being tortured. We get it. Next week, we need a new development. Yeah. But you can't do this again. The uh, championship ceremony. Johnny Gargano is so good at this. Like, he was such a natural baby face. He is so good at this from his dorky dance moves. Like even his bright clothing, it's winter, bro. You can't, you're supposed to dress different in the winter. This man gets it. He gets it. He unveils a a trophy to Candace. That's like a Bratz doll with green hair on it. It's imported from Italy. (laughs) He had it overnighted. I think imported from Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is, he's just so good at this. Yeah, he he really he really is. This is all very good, um, and I I I appreciate he's hinting because because he's Johnny Gargano. He's hinting on Twitter that uh, that he and Candice are Sith lords, 
and they have two young apprentices that they're going to teach the ways of the dark side. And yeah. I think that's that's perfectly Johnny Gargano. And then you can think of it that way. That like these, they're bringing up these two. They say we're the, we're the present and they are the future. I think that's fine. Let's let's see where this where this all goes. But I mean, yes, Gargano is is fantastic in this role, and it's so funny because. He's the he's the best like underdog baby face that any brand of, of WWE has had since peak Daniel Bryan and also a fantastic shit heel. Like uh, he's he's great. He's really really great. He's very much uh Sami Zayn in that regard. Good heel, good face. I do kind of miss Johnny Wrestling, Scrappy Underdog, but he's so entertaining that how can you go wrong? The thing Johnny is, Gargano like, is the heart. Of we were NXT. talking about about Tommaso Ciampa being being brought up at some point if they were to say oh we're gonna bring up johnny gargano they would turn him babyface on the first night on raw and never mention the turn yes there was like because because vince looks at him and goes well of course he's a babyface look at him they wouldn't even like like even bother to explain why he was a heel in nxt and a babyface on raw very frustrating of course uh damian priest comes out but then carrying cross i gotta say i knew carrying cross was a physical specimen Hossing up Damian Priest for a powerbomb like that after shoulder injury that he just he just came back from. Yep. He just hosses him up, chucks him down. I love me a good powerbomb. And this was a good powerbomb. Then he drives off. Now, here's the thing. I think he should be facing Finn Balor. However, Damian Priest made that one comment. Yeah. The, the smoke show comment. Yeah. So he's like, fuck this guy. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, no. Yeah, he basically, <laughs> basically, uh, uh, priest conjured the demon. Like he said, the, he said, the, he said Beetlejuice three times. Like that's you shouldn't do that uh, because then he comes for you. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally cool with this because I feel like this is a, um, this is a, this is achieves two things. It has Damian Priest go out in a big match. Um, from NXT and move on because I, I really think that's that's coming up like debuts in the rumble type of a deal and Vince falls in love with him I think that's a that's a done deal in my mind like they should do that and also it gets across a way to like beat a guy who's impressive before he faces Finn Balor for the title like I don't, I'm not I'm not sure that they don't do this match before New Year's Evil and have Cross do the match at New Year's Evil with with uh, because New Year's Evil of course, Cross has to have a big match at New Year's Evil. Uh, I, I really, really like this. I thought it made a lot of sense. Aaron Entertainment said they said this is the way from the Mandalorian. I don't know yeah. what that's in reference to. It's it, it's this reference is- to uh, the Johnny Gargano stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Nerd Guru says throwback question: Was the NXT invasion last year planned prior to Crown Jewel, or my, like most great things they do? fell ass backwards into it. They fell ass backwards into it. Um, then they turned around and fell uh, dick first into a propeller. And then they they turned around and shoved their face into an engine. They did a lot of things and they ruined it and they made it bad. And they completely botched the brand split after that too. Um, not to mention, a, what, a 30-something million dollar lawsuit? Yep, that came from all that from from that week. Woof, bro. Woof. Oh man. Main event, or actually, no, not main event. Killian Dane, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn wins. 
was was a little hard for me to get into this. I knew that Killian Dane was not going to win this, but I was still impressed that Pete Dunn was able to get him up for the finish. Uh, I, I do like seeing the side of Killian Dane that's like, all right, you're not beating up my friend. Only yeah. I get to beat him up. And that's mm-hmm. what cost him. However, when he sees Pete Dunn in the corner and he gets back in the ring and he leans in like this and waits for the kick, mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, yeah. I don't like that. But yeah. I did like seeing the finish unfold. Does yeah. it do anything for you, Alex? I, I, I've I missed Drave Maverick and Killian Dane. Yeah. Like they were they were a major deal of why I loved NXT. But it feels like weeks and weeks and weeks ago that they got beat up by by uh, by Oni and Danny and Pete. Sure. And so now they're back and I'm like, "Yay!" and I just love Drake Maverick like getting the chair and running off Oni and Danny and turning around like, "I got him for you, Bob. Got him for you, boss." What? They're behind me? Who is behind me? Oh, I got hit. Like I thought like Drake Maverick is doing such a great job with all of this stuff. And this is what I thought we were going to get. We're going to get Pete Dunn's first singles match back. He's going to be versus a pissed off Killian Dane. It happened. He won. Drake Maverick got beat up. So Killian's pissed at that. And now you're going to get Drake Maverick and Killian Dane for, for the titles versus Oni and Danny, which is going to be a lot of fun. Like, that's that's going to be cool. Yeah. So, um, Yeah. You, you could find a lot worse. Uh, Leon Ruff is backstage. He's interviewed and mocked by Johnny and Austin since Priest is taken out. But Kushida shows up, and three months ago, it'd be like, ah, oh, cool. Kushida's shown up. Kushida's been beating people's asses, Alex. Yeah. Kushida's been winning matches, and Kushida has been a badass over the last couple of months. I, I like it, and I hope it's. I hope it's an ascent to, oh yeah, this guy is one of the greatest workers on earth. Yeah, I um I loved I honestly I've I've loved everything they've done with Leon Ruff. I I thought he was great in that triple threat match uh, at at, at work at, at War Games. I thought that really showed him really well. Um, and I also like this thing where like uh like well Priest is hurt, so he can't be your tag partner next week. So who are you gonna get? Probably nobody. Let's leave right before your future tag partner shows up. I thought that was all good. Yeah. And Kushida just saying, I'll be your partner. And Leon Ruff's like, holy hell, yeah, let's be partners. I thought, like, Leon Ruff's doing, he's knocking this out of the park. I'm just so happy for that guy. And Kushida, I mean, here's the thing. On no brand in WWE do they have you go seven matches without getting pinned on accident. They right. know, <laughs> like, you don't just, oh, happen into a winning streak there. They know what they're doing. They literally kept Biggie off the SmackDown team so he wouldn't get pinned, for the love of God. So I'm very excited for that. Then we get an honest-to-God, non-title, no-stakes main event that I was all for. And you know why? Because Raquel Gonzalez was the person I was thinking of and the person I will think of when somebody says NXT War Games 2020. Be- yeah. Beyond the crazy stuff with Pat McAfee and the Ch- Champa and uh, Thatcher and Gargano winning the title and Io Shirai with the trash can, I sat there and I said, wow, uh, Big Mommy Cool hit her tornado bomb through the table and won the match. Robert, this she feels like a main eventer. She had the best year of anybody, I think, because she feels so improved and she went from, oh, that's cool. They gave Dakota Kai a heater to, wow, I want to see Raquel take the title from Shirai. And she just feels like the total package. You know, she just feels like as much as Rhea Ripley 
is ready to be a star, Raquel can be that same level of star. And I hope that she beats EO at New Year's Evil. I do too. I want to see her win, and then I want to see Rhea Ripley challenge her. That's that's what I want to see. I want to see Rhea Ripley winning matches right now. And meanwhile, I want to see Dakota Kai, or not Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, get a title shot and win, Alex. She yeah. won here, and I'm completely fine. We ask, where does Ember Moon fit into all this? She makes Raquel Gonzalez look like a million bucks, and yeah. she's getting her feet underneath her. She's she's getting those ring reps. She's looking yeah. better in the ring. She's looking faster. She's looking smoother in the ring. Uh, this was a good match with a fantastic finish. Tony Storm, who had been involved in a backstage skirmish earlier with EO, comes out, and then Raquel, the heel, who won Raw or SmackDown to be cowardly, she just pushes her and she says, no, no, she's mine. Yeah. Oh, God, give me that. That's so good. I mean, um, this match was fantastic. You're right, Ember made um, Raquel look, look fantastic, and Raquel showed that she's willing to sell for somebody who's much smaller than her. I thought this was all really cool. Um, Ember's so great and I, I believe I certainly hope but I believe she will be NXT Women's Champion again but that they, they, they just took out Candice um, she's she's hurt she's out she can't she's not, she's not part of the division anymore Tegan Knox is, is currently hurt she would be near the top she's out uh, we didn't hear anything from Shotzi Blackheart tonight um, uh, they're saying Dakota Kai is out with, with, a, with an injury she'll be out for a while um, but even then, you have Io, who's still a champion, Tony Storm, who wants the, who wants the thing, Raquel wants it, Rhea's still around, Ember's still around. Like it's, you've got a five, like the embarrassment of riches at the top of the women's division is just crazy. And none, I think, with more upside right now than Raquel Gonzalez, who I never would have said this. Like honestly, when she showed up to like back up Dakota Kai, I was like, really, Ra- Raquel? Uh, okay, okay. And no, she has shown me so much, and I'm. That that moment of her staring down Rhea, I hope this is a forever feud. Oh, yeah. I hope these two have matches forever. I hope they induct each other into the WWE Hall of Fame. Like they're both young, they're both fantastic. Like like Raquel's like shown me so much. I'm so all in on her. And Rhea, there's no bigger fan of her than me. And I, so I'm I'm so into this being a women's feud for the ages. It's so funny because I always said that the, the Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman thing should be the Peter Griffin versus the chicken. Yes. They fight whenever. AEW's doing that with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. They get within a line of sight with each other. They're throwing down. Rhea and Dakota. They yep. shouldn't fear each other. They just want to fight each other yeah. really, really badly. Yeah. And I, I also, I love that Tony Storm still remembers all those times she ran in with Rhea. And now that she's a heel, she gets to be scared. Yes. <laughs> because when she was a baby face, she was like, I'm, I'm tough. I'm Tony Storm. But now Rhea's music hits and she goes, oh, Jesus. That was great. <laughs> Sometimes I think she's too over the top. This was, this popped me. This I so I got an actual verbal laugh yep. out of out of her doing that. That was yeah. great. Also, I just want to I want to talk about how poetic it is that I'm not even sure Raquel Gonzalez knows this, but Big Mommy Cool using the Vinny Vegas snake eyes. Mm-hmm. Give me that. Give me yep. that. Yes. All, I love it. I love that. I wish she would do all those. I wish she would steal his whole move set, all five of them. Did did I Oh, did I ever tell you guys about that? I told this story on a recent podcast about the the Kevin Nash five moves from the Sean Oliver shoot interview? No. Yeah. 
Oh, you all have to watch this clip. Okay, good. It's please. the greatest shoot interview clip ever. Sean Oliver from Kayfabe Commentaries is having Kevin Nash watch Jim Cornette talk about his moveset. Because Kevin Nash had to teach Kane, or Jim Cornette had to teach Kane how to be Kevin Nash for the mm-hmm. fake diesel. Right. And Jim Cornette's like, I taught him everything, all five moves, and that includes the hair flip. And he's going through <laughs> and he's like, Jackknife, Snake Eyes, and you see Kevin Nash go, Side Slam. And then Jim Cornette goes, Side Slam. <laughs> but then Kevin Nash is going, Squisher, Squisher in the corner. And. Kevin Nash's reason was there was this asshole named Nolan Ryan and he had a fastball. <laughs> and and he also said, I, I've seen that clip. He also said the sixth move would be teabagging Jim Cornette. Yes. yes. Very <laughs> Kevin Nash. Yes. Uh, Sean Oliver goes, what would your sixth move be? And he goes, probably teabagging Jim Cornette. <laughs> Fantastic Great. stuff. Drew Nicholas says, use that code Fightful and got me some manscape today. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking care of us, Sean, and thanks for all the entertainment. Fightful Select is money well spent for good people. We are in the testing process of getting Fightful Select on Fightful.com. I actually sent Robert and the team a mock-up of how the site will kind of run with that. But uh, we're working on a lot of stuff. We're going to work on an app for it down the line, too. That way you can get more notifications straight to your phone. But Alex, tell the people what they can check out of yours on Fightful Select. Yeah, you can find me uh, uh, at Fightful Select twice a week, Tuesdays and su- and Saturdays, talking about uh, Raw, which is a toilet fire, and SmackDown, which is a smaller toilet fire. It has one amazing thing every week, which is anything Roman Reigns touches, and then everything else is like, we'll see. <laughs> but you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Alex uh, Sourgraps. Robert, tell the people what you do. I just want to add to that real quick. Paul Heyman on Talking Smack is like this hidden gem yes. for the SmackDown brand. And it's been a real, real joy to watch every Saturday morning. But you can follow me on Twitter at Dude Felice, not Dude Felice. It's just up there. That'll be fixed next week. Uh, and check out everything I'm doing over here, Friday through Saturday, Friday through Sunday, soon to be all week long. And I'm still over at WrestleZone.com during the week. Yep. Guys, until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.